familiarize yourself with the tests, so the 2K time trial, the yo-yo, uh, your vertical jump, all these tests, you want to practice them. You have, you're have you really clear in your strategy and you know exactly, particularly the endurance events, uh, what you're aiming for and what you need to hit per lap to be able to pace yourself so you don't um, blow up too early or you don't undershoot and, have, and finish the test with more uh, left in the tank. Hello and welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Each week I host live Q&As where I present on a topic to help footballers and strength and conditioning coaches with practical knowledge. Make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel to receive a notification and never miss a live podcast. If you're a returning podcast listener and you love the show, please show your support by rating the show. It goes a long way into helping us reach more listeners. Let's get into today's episode. Make sure to stick around to the very end as I provide a free AFL workout and power tip designed to give you confidence and an insight into what it takes to play AFL. Let's go. Hello and welcome to this weekly update. I'll be discussing 50 of my favorite tips from anecdotal evidence to get drafted for the AFL 2024 draft. So this is going off working at a couple AFL clubs, specifically with the sort of younger developing players, as well as being lucky enough to work with um, players uh, for the upcoming draft combine over the last few years, um, mainly through working with uh, agents and uh, helping out with like a six to eight week block before the combine. So hopefully these tips uh, help you if you're looking to get drafted this year or, or for those listening in, uh, the podcasting world in years in the future, I think these 50 tips should transfer to um, most years for the draft as they're not too specific to this specific draft. It's more just general tips that you can start to do to um, not only help you get drafted, but also allow you to make an impact in your first year in the AFL, uh, make that seamless transition, which more and more younger players are doing these days. So I've broken it down into some key areas. We've got 10 tips when it comes to skills. Obviously, the a dominant part of the game, uh, it's a skilled game, skilled technical game and tactical. Then we've got six from a conditioning point of view. Uh, we've got seven from a professionalism slash preparation point of view. Uh, five from an elite performance mindset. Uh, six in terms of elite lifestyle. Three when it comes to leadership. Three specifically for the combine and trials, so testing. Four for life outside of football and uh, sorry seven for life outside of football and then three for uh, strength and power so let's get straight into it and then stick around for the end we've got our poll findings um, when it comes to strategies to mitigate injuries some interesting takeaways there in terms of the options were hypertrophy mobility neuromuscular training and balance so i'll discuss the findings on our recent poll on linkedin and twitter uh, of course, announce the upcoming guest on the podcast and a, and a free workout in the very end, which I do every week. But we'll get into tip number one, master the basic fundamentals of kicking, handball, ground balls, marking, and tackling. There'll probably be no surprises there, and I don't need to go into detail uh, onto why they're important. Number two, work on both sides of kicking and handballing. Uh, number three, read the game. And make sure you're watching tape with mentors or those that uh, have got more experience in playing the position that you uh, want to get drafted in. Uh, number four, watch AFL training sessions, games, and take notes. Reflect on what you're seeing and try and keep an eye out for those that play a similar position to you or a similar game style. Number five, analyze your own game and seek feedback. 
Uh, the only way we can get better is by seeking uh, feedback. So make sure you're reflecting on your game and you're getting some feedback from externals. Number six, visualize successful plays and scenarios. Number seven, study different playing positions. So you increase your versatility. This something that's become more and more important in the current game. Uh, we need to be able to play uh, a number of different roles, uh, perhaps to be able to crack your um, first debut. Um, you may play out of a different position than what you typically played in junior days. So if you can get exposed to um, playing at a high level in different positions, that's definitely going to set you up for success later on in your career. Uh, number eight, analyze opponents' strengths and weaknesses and look to exploit their weaknesses. So specifically, if you're playing like the NAB League, for example, study uh, the, the player that you're going to play on. So, um, But also from a tactical point of view, work with the coaches and get a good understanding on how the team that you're playing that week, uh, how their strengths weigh up and how their weaknesses weigh up and how your team can tactically exploit their weaknesses. That's a great habit to get into uh, early days. Number nine, understand your team's tactics and strategies. That flows on um, from what I just said. Um, so make sure you've got a good understanding of both your um, line. So if you're a defender in your defensive line, um, but also midfield and forward, so you're versatile and you can um, be a real leader in, in driving the standards. Number 10, train in different environments to test yourself. So for example, if you've only played uh, underage football, try training in a senior local football club to get used to the bigger bodies and, and perhaps even play a senior football game or country game to be able to uh, get used to playing a different standard of football with bigger bodies. Moving over to conditioning, uh, number 11, work on your aerobic capacity, running either longer efforts for those that are aerobically pretty fit and you're more an endurance-based athlete. Or if you're more of a speed-based athlete, do uh, work on your aerobic capacity with shorter distances and shorter times. So like longer intervals would be somewhere around four minutes with short rest periods, like 30 seconds to a minute, where more your speed-based athletes, uh, you might do things like fartlek for your aerobic capacity, 45 seconds on, 15 or 30 seconds off and, and build up your fitness that way. So you keep up the quality. Uh, number 12, improve agility by training change the direction so make sure you've got a good understanding of how to power cut on both sides um, both left and right um, but also uh, you can um, practice your forward and backwards acceleration your shuttle 180 turns um, and then also uh, drop step from a defensive point of view so if you're not sure of those movements check them out on our youtube channel just go to Pabellica pro we've got a agility playlist but being really um uh Stroll on the fundamental movement patterns of change of direction so you can apply that in a football context like small-sided games in a contested situation and be able to break away with speed. Number 13, incorporate single-leg plyometrics to improve your reactive strength. Uh, we really need that stiffness, um, so making sure both both from a performance point of view but also from a resilience point of view, you cover a lot of uh, distance both in high speed and sprinting and there's a lot of accelerations, decelerations in football. So Developing stiffness in the lower body is critical to a long-term um, career, as well as uh, improving things like your explosive power. Number 14, develop efficient sprinting and acceleration technique, both from injury mitigation. Uh, as we know, hamstrings are, are constantly getting injured in football due to the demands of the game. Um, so if you can move more efficiently, you're only making life a bit easier on your hamstrings. Um, but also from a performance point of view, uh, to be able to help you maximize your power 
you want to try and move as well as you can, as efficiently as you can. So work on sprinting acceleration technique. That's also going to help with your 20 meter um, sprint time in the combine. Uh, develop repeat speed ability with a regular exposure of high speed running. Uh, so that's 19.8 Ks per hour. That's a performance metric uh, that we use in the AFL. So make sure that you're uh, either tracking that with a GPS unit or um, you're just di- running for distances and you've got an idea of what your average speed is uh, for those distances. So if you're running like a 100 meter effort, uh, we want to be running those in about 17 seconds to get regular exposure of high speed. Um, and then number 16, measure your gain from a work rate perspective with a GPS unit. So you can buy one like player tech for like 250 bucks. They're not as reliable as the uh, AFL units. Uh, however, that at least you're getting some form of data and you can get a metric on what your work rate is per minute uh, and how that stacks up with AFL players looking at the Telstra tracker. Um, and you can compare apples to apples, midfield, inside mid to inside mid. Moving over to professionalism slash preparation. Um, so we've got number 17, develop a week weekly game day routine. So I think it's quite common to have a game day routine on the day or perhaps the day before, but we want to get in the mindset like an AFL athlete where you actually have got a weekly routine and that um, flow of what you do with each day, it should have a theme and it should feel really familiar because you've practiced it. So have a weekly theme um, that starts from the day after plus one from game day, that's day one, and then it goes all the way through till game day. So you should have a a focus area, both physical but also mental on um, important themes to get yourself recovered from the previous game but also prepared for the upcoming game. Uh, number seven, 18, set both short and long-term goals. Um, number 19, train with intensity and purpose every training session. Uh, number 20, train under pressure to replicate game scenarios. This is really important. So regular exposure to game scenarios is critical and make sure you're training with players that are uh, really strong in that area in um, at your football training sessions, but also um, in the off-season and pre-season, make sure that you're getting regular exposures of practicing contested football. Uh, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, practice contested 1v1 contests. 22, have a mastery focus to get better. So um, like in our Prepare Like a Pro Academy, we have a get better plan, something that you're really working on, um, sharpening your weapon typically. So it'll be an area that is a strength of yours and you're constantly working on areas that you can get better at that uh, trait because uh, it will be your strength that gets you drafted and it'll be your strengths that allows you to debut your first game and, and play um, consistent AFL football. Uh, number 23, collaborate with your teammates. Make sure you're making people better around you. Um, so collaborate with teammates, help them, bring them along for the ride for those that are enthusiastic about their football journey. Um, and that'll only help with team performance, but also make you a better teammate with that selfless mindset. So we're up to 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, moving over to elite performance mindset, mental resilience for number 24 to cope with setbacks. Uh, Number 25, develop growth mindset that embraces challenges and sees failure as a stepping stone. So we want to make sure we've got that mindset uh, and it can be really challenging at times, particularly when you're facing injury or maybe you've got dropped from the side, you're not playing the position you really want to. There's going to be always continual challenges uh, in football so having that growth mindset is going to mean that you're going to um, get better from that opportunity and, and you're going to be able to um, really uh, maximize your development with that mindset so that's really really important 
26, manage stress and anxiety through relaxation and um, mindfulness techniques. 27, learn to bounce back after a mistake. This is in-game. Um, football is filled with the mistakes, so being able to embrace mistakes, move on really quickly to the next contest and stay present um, and be able to breathe through pressure situations. Number 28, seek guidance from sports psychologists. So um, this is something that's an un, uh, it's becoming uh, growing in importance and value at AFL level and no doubt at lower levels it's only going to become more and more popular um, really using sports psychologists just like you would use a strength conditioning coach to improve your physical capacities using a sports psych to improve your uh, mental capacities all right so where are we 16 23 24 up to 29 so uh, 29 is elite lifestyle um, follow a well-balanced diet real food and locally sourced so if you can um, get your produce if you're living at home see if you can your parents can get your greens your fruit and your meat locally sourced like a farmer's market would be really really uh, because it's usually going to be seasonal uh, it's going to be more fresh uh, and hopefully the um, process that it's been to um, be delivered to you is more uh, natural rather than um, pesticides and re- relying on chemicals uh, number 30, aim to get a high variety of colors from real food. So the, the more color you can get from your from your from the ingredients, the more um, balance and exposure you're going to get to a range of different vitamins and minerals which the body needs, particularly athletes, because you're burning and spending a lot more energy than um, general population. 31, stay hydrated. Don't need to go into detail there. It's an obvious one. 32, avoid excessive consumption of sugar in processed food. So if it comes in a package... Or it's frozen, be wary and, and avoid excessive consumption. 33, prioritize sleep to aid recovery and optimize performance. So it's not just about recovery, but it's also performance. So when you can, um, perhaps a nap might be something that really helps you um, to from, from a training perspective or from a um, game day performance. So play around with that, um, but make sure you've got a good sleep hygiene, your bedroom set up to it's conducive to going to sleep really quickly and efficiently and staying asleep throughout the night. Uh, and you've got a routine of what time you go to bed and what time you get out of bed. Um, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33 have rest days to prevent burnout. This is really uh, quite a challenge for those in their draft year because you've got school demands typically, you've got state league demands, you've got um, local football club, other sports, uh, academic demands. So being able to have an actual day like it might be Sunday where you have no schedule is really important from a regular weekly um, point of view um, so you can mentally recover but also for the body to be able to recover and be able to um, train at high intensity. Um, we know from a cognitive point of view with the research coming out that there's an accumulation effect so if you just keep rolling on, rolling on it's a long competitive season, uh, at some point uh, you're going to notice the negative effects of cognitive fatigue. So Give yourself a chop out and make sure you, you stay disciplined with those rest days. Don't turn them into a training day. Moving over to Leadership 34, showcase through actions and attitude. Uh, number 35, encourage and support your teammates. Uh, so be a really good teammate. 35, display strong, open, honest conversations. This can be quite challenging at younger age, but um, when you see a, perhaps a standard that was missed, make sure you address it straight away um, and get into that um, practice of having those challenging conversations. 36, familiarize. So this is moving to more combine and draft trials uh, test. Um, 
we want to focus on familiarizing yourself with the test, so the 2K time trial, the yo-yo, uh, your vertical jump, all these tests, you want to practice them. You have, you're have you really clear in your strategy and you know exactly, particularly the endurance events, uh, what you're aiming for and what you need to hit per lap to be able to pace yourself so you don't um, blow up too early or you don't undershoot and, have, and finish the test with more uh, left in the tank. 36, have a strategy for each event. And 37, make sure you set targets for each event, um, things that you a minimum um, threshold, but also a maximum. What, what's your minimum that you're going to be satisfied with? What's the maximum where you're going to be absolutely stoked of hitting? Moving over into life, balance AFL with outside commitments. Um, make sure that you're, you're valuing things outside, so like your studies. Um, 38, display uh, humility on and off the field, so being a good person. 39, have a hobby you love outside of the game. I think this is really important from a longevity point of view. So if you can start this at a young age, it's going to only pay dividends. Um, where it might be a different sport that you just enjoy watching. It could be something completely different to um, football altogether, um, like surfing, for example. 40, be mindful of, of the top five people you spend your time with. It's, it's pretty well documented that um, those top five people are very influential. So the, most pe- the top five people that you spend most time with are very influential on your thoughts uh, and your behaviours. So if they're not living a similar lifestyle that's conducive to an AFL um, a dream of yours, then you want to be mindful of who you hang around with as that can pull you down and, and be one of the reasons you might not um, live your dream. What do we got here? Last one, two, three, four, five, six, or up to 44. Be mindful of what you like and share and also, of course, post on social media uh, as it, that could be something that is negatively looked upon. Uh, who knows if scouts are looking at that and recruiters are looking at that and clubs are looking at those sort of things, but it wouldn't surprise me. 45, attend AFL camps, events, and connect with the industry. Uh, you never know where that network might lead to in the future. And then our last four, so 46, build relationships with coaches, mentors, and industry pros. And 47, this is moving more into the strength-specific uh, tips. Learn great technique for the squat, the press, the pull and the hinge, they're four fundamental lifts in the gym. So making sure uh, you're really confident in those and have a coach teach you those four fundamental move patterns. It's only going to make life easier when you're in the AFL system. Uh, and it's going to not only from a physical point of view, um, easier on your body, but also you'll be able to get some um, better performance results um, when you're in that program, when you know how to what a successful squat feels like uh, for you. 49, build muscle mass around your trunks and your hips. Don't worry too much early on about your uh, calves and arms, but focus around your, sh- your shoulders, your chest, your, your trunk, uh, and your glutes uh, and adductors. I think that's really key area for being able to, um, from a performance point of view with your contest, having that body armor. Um, obviously, AFL's a open-age competition, so, so you can play against adults, whether that be VFL athletes, um, in the waffle, sample, wherever you get drafted, there's, you're going to be playing a high state league game early on. And then when you do debut, you're obviously playing against those that have been in the system for a number of years typically. Um, so you want to make sure you, you start building that muscle mass around those key areas so you're well protected from uh, the contest, but also for the speed of the game too. So fast reaction time, fast change of direction, fast accelerating, decelerating. So strengthen those areas specifically. Glutes will be really important and having some good muscle mass around there. And number 50, develop resilience through stability. So lots of single arm, single leg work and having good lumbo pelvic control. 
flexibility. I think this is something that's just um, particularly, I think, since COVID, I've noticed uh, younger athletes are becoming incredibly tight through their hamstrings and and around their spine. Um, so making sure your posture is good and you're stretching, particularly early in the day, if you can get into a stretching routine for your spine, that's only going to pay dividends. One bang for buck that I love to do is just simply hanging from a, from a bar um, and relaxing all the muscles and that can really just lengthen out your um, spine and lengthen all the muscle tissues around, but also using that mobility as well. So making sure you uh, before each gym session or field session, you're doing mobility through your ankles, groins, um, and shoulders to help your fluidity and have more options on the football field. That will also help with your tests. If you've got more ankle range motion, it should help with your 20-meter sprint. Um, having more dorsiflexion, it should also help you with your vertical jump, having more range as well. So um, as long as you're using that range and you're training your speed qualities, uh, having access to more range motion should be able to help you um, get a better stretch shortening cycle through the Achilles. So mobility has performance benefits and also will allow you to get ground balls, change um, position on the field a lot more fluidly as well. So there's lots of benefits to, to mobility and sh- it should be valued a little bit more than um, what it currently is. So there's our 50 tips. Uh, let me know your thoughts, any that surprised you. I'd love to hear direct messages on Instagram, TikTok, wherever you are on social media. Um, what was your favorite ones and what were some ones that you're going to adopt straight away that perhaps you're not doing or you've forgotten about and it's nice to have a reminder. The podcast this week, we've got Ryan Timmons, who's a hamstring expert in the research world. He'll be, his episode will be published this Wednesday. Uh, Jeremy Hickman's hard performance manager and the strength coach by Duncan will be on at 4.30 p.m. this Wednesday, 6th September. That will be live on YouTube. Really looking forward to that chat all about transference um, from a strength industry point of view, working closely with the coaches uh, and how uh, the details into that planning and, and facilitating those sessions and how to get the desired outcome. And then bite-sized episode for this week will be with John Pryor, who's an expert when it comes to rugby strengthening and performance training, but also um, applying the Freds Bosch um, methodology in a performance program. So if you enjoy that bite-sized episode, make sure to listen to the full episode. As I mentioned, the poll findings for this week, we are discussed to high performance coaches on LinkedIn and Twitter. The poll is all about injury mitigation. What's your bang for buck most effective strategy? The options in the poll was balance training, neuromuscular training, mobility, and hypertrophy, basically muscle mass, gaining muscle mass. On LinkedIn, balance training got 14%. On Twitter, it only got 9 Neuromuscular training was quite highly ranked on both, 46% on LinkedIn, 45% on Twitter. That was our first um, most popular one, neuromuscular training. Um, mobility came out 14% on LinkedIn, zero on Twitter, and hypertrophy was uh, came out second, 27% on LinkedIn, 46% on uh, Twitter. So really interesting finding. This week's poll will be what's your preferred method for tracking athletes' progress? Is it traditional pen and paper, the old school approach? Is it uh, specialized software like uh, Team Builder? Um, or so Ashton's just reached in. Thanks. Can I find a video of this somewhere? You sure can. It's on our YouTube channel if you've missed uh, the start of the episode. So head over to Propelic Pro on YouTube for the full recording and we'll post the podcast uh, next Monday. But the three options for um, preferred tracking of athletes' progress is traditional pen and paper, specialized software, and wearable devices like GPS unit, uh, whoop devices, heart rate variability, tracking their sleep, those sort of things. So we'll be interested to see the findings for this week. And lastly, 
Um, the workout tip for this week is making sure that you train the frontal planes. I want to think uh, our lateral planes, a lateral squat. Um, we want to be thinking Copenhagen's cable adductions, uh, lateral shoulder raises. So making sure we're not just moving in a straight and up and down in the sagittal plane, but in the gym through the frontal plane and include rotation specifically with your mobility drills as well. So lots of thoracic rotation, um, circular, cyclical circle motions with the hips uh, and the wrists as well and your feet um, to make sure you're ungoing the body. So give those tips a go. Um, all the best. Thank you for everyone that's tuned in live and I look forward to seeing you with our live episode with Jeremy Hickmans and Blake Duncan this week or 4.30pm this Wednesday. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well as our podcast and if you could rate our podcast on either iTunes or Spotify, that would be greatly appreciated. Thanks guys. Hi, I'm Jack McLean, an AFL football strength and conditioning coach and I want to introduce you to the Prepare Like a Pro Academy. Our academy is a subscription-based platform where you can sign up to be a part of our community. If you get to the end of each episode of the podcast and are hungry for more, this is for you. Designed for aspiring AFL athletes and staff, you'll receive heaps of bonus weekly content. Learn who the guests are in advance and submit questions. Access to our Facebook group with Jack and other Prepare Like a Pro coaches. You'll be able to receive merchandise, program discounts and freebies and get free access to our live events, exercise technique database, and much more. This is a great way for you to support the podcast, and it helps me with production and release of epic content for you guys each week. Your contribution goes a long way in making Prepare Like a Pro community possible, and just for $5 a week, you'll have access to all of this special content released on our Academy forums. There's no lock-in, and you can cancel absolutely any time.